Better off down here as we are joined by Mickey Calloway, the manager. Uh, Mickey, welcome. How are you? Mike, nice to be here. Right. I'm doing well. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, first, Rosario, uh, is he okay? I mean, yeah, I he's heard fine. he got hit. I was in here. I wasn't watching he's the game. He's fine. So he's he took, okay? took one in the back of the hand. Uh, X-ray's negative, and he's going to be just fine. I just had Tebow once. So let's start with him. Um, you know, we took this as being a folly and a publicity stunt when it first started. He said, listen, I'm very serious about this. It's something I've always wanted to do. You know, I'm going to give it my best. Uh, what have you seen from Tebow? Yeah, I, I see a worker. You know, we, we I think Brody said it best. Don't don't ever, you know, count out. He's an athlete. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's Tim Tebow. Right. I mean, he's a, right. he's a worker. He does everything the right way. And he's going to put himself in the best position to have the opportunity to come up to the major leagues at some point. He's He put together a couple of good at-bats today, put some good swings on the ball, and he hit the ball hard. So he's trying, right? I mean, he's yeah, giving absolutely. it his best shot. He, he certainly is. There's nobody that's ever going to tell Tebow he can't do anything. Uh, Dominic Smith, you know, guy who last year had a terrible year, which he admitted himself he wasn't comfortable in left field, but he went out. He had the sleep apnea thing, and then he got himself in great shape. Everyone says he's having a great spring. He's having a wonderful spring. Good for him. You know, that's, uh, a, that's, a, that's nice to see a guy turn it around. He, like he, that. He's such a good kid, you know. And he and he worked his butt off this winter to put himself in a position where he has more energy. He feels better. He's in shape, and he's ready to come out and compete. For, and he and and he and Alonzo are kind of going blow to blow in the middle of the ring right now. It's yeah. pretty fun to watch. It's funny. Both teams have these first base battles. You know, the Yankees have one with, with Voight yeah, and Bird. Right. You guys that's have right. one with Alonzo and Smith, right? Right now, so how's it going right now? I mean, I, I mean, the worst thing you could take them both in and platoon them, right? Exactly. That uh, that is something that we will definitely be open to doing. We're going to take our best twenty-five guys up there, and they're two of our best right now. So it, it's fun to watch. You, you'd love nothing more than two guys battling it out in spring training for a position. Does Alonzo show you that there's no doubt with that power that he's going to be a major league guy? Yeah, oh yeah, he's going to play in the big leagues. There's just no doubt about that. And he's, he's another guy that's a worker, and it's a special talent at the plate. I mean, he's one of those guys, you sit in the dugout, when he comes up the plate, you feel like something good's going to happen. You didn't have a lot of de- – I mean, listen, there were times last year you couldn't field an offensive team, but you didn't have a lot of depth last year. This year you should. Now, you have a couple injuries with yep. Frazier yep. and with Lowry. First of all, are those restricting you uh, seriously? or what, 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 How do you feel about those right now? Are they to the point where they're a problem or is it still too early for them to be yeah, a problem? Yeah, it's probably a little too early for it to be a, a problem. The good thing is, like you said, we have the depth to, to kind of overcome it if it becomes a problem at some point. So, so we'll see. Yeah, you have more bodies this year. Right? Yes, you absolutely. Do. You know, it shows up in spring training. It showed up just on the roster when you sit in the office and you look at who we have coming to camp at the beginning of spring training. I had a, a little, a, a pretty good feeling. Um, when you look at your uh, pitching staff, and you got a great year out of Wheeler last year, uh, how do you judge? That's the real Wheeler versus, you know, did the light just go on? He mentioned the splitter. I mean, the split finger and how much it changed them. Uh, he thinks it made all the difference. I mean, it's the same thing. When you have a guy come up and have a one-hit wonder, like the Yankees have this void came up this yep. year out of nowhere and just bombed it. Yep. Is he a one-hit wonder, or is that the real player? Same you know, thing with Wheeler. Is, he, is that the real player we saw who was great the last 15 starts last year? Being a, being a pitching coach for some really good pitchers and, and having guys that had minimal success and then all of a sudden they come out of Light nowhere and they're yeah. winning Cy Youngs and battling for Cy Youngs, um, it's, that's hard to predict. You just never Very know, hard to Mike. Predict. You just don't know. You really don't. So what we want to do at all times is focus on the things that allowed them to have success last year. Right. Not worry about what happened in the past. That, that's over. And, and last year's over, too. 
okay, you pitch great. So what? You got to come out and work on the things that you did to give you success last year so you can continue getting better and better. So to predict what they're going to do is impossible, but we know what it takes to have success and we're going to make sure that they do those things. But that was that was legitimate quality stuff we saw from him last year. That, that wasn't is, just a, a hot run. That's a that's a top top 4 pitcher in the game stuff, exactly. Uh when you inherit or trade for a guy like Diaz, who has put up crazy numbers in the first. I mean, here's a guy who was closer at 22. And he just told me today he was a starter before that, which I didn't even realize. Right. And he get, becomes a closer and just lights out right from the start. Has a great year last year. How long does it take you to learn a guy like that and learn, you know, how he ticks, how you have to play him, how many days he needs all, everything else. How long does it take you to learn a guy like that? Yeah, you know, a lot of communication, um, but, uh, you know, it can take a minute. You know, we, got, we have to make sure that we know this kid. We have to know what makes him tick. Like you said, we have to understand the times that he says, I'm good, but he's really not because that's what all players do because they're competitors and they right. want to go out there and play for the fans and play for their career. And uh, I get that. So we're going to have to start figuring that out during spring training. We're going to figure it out at the beginning of the season and it's something that kind of always evolves you're still learning guys but uh you know usage wise these guys say they want to pitch right you know andrew miller and and when i had him in cleveland he said he was available every day day, even if you pitched him five days in a row because he's the ultimate competitor and you have to sometimes go up to him and say hey man you're you're down today it's just not it's not worth us pitching you when you inherit a guy like that you're a pitching coach by trade. Uh, you have Dave Island. So uh, do you guys – do you ever try to fool with a guy like that? Or because he's been so successful, you just leave him alone? You leave I mean, that guy alone. fastball slider. We know what he is. Just leave him alone, right? Absolutely. You, he comes in, you leave him alone and let him go out there and uh, close attack things hitters, down. Right? Absolutely. Because yeah. he, he's got to figure it out, right? He I does. Mean, yeah, I and, mean, you know, he, he says nothing bothers him. He says he doesn't worry about what happened the day before, which is what you want to hear from those yeah, guys. That's yeah, that's what you want to hear, and I truly believe it. If you're around He's this kid for, years old. Yeah, if you're around this kid for five minutes, you see the smile, you see that he's not worried. Easy He's going. not intimidated easy by going. anything. No. He's really Rivera easy Rivera was that way. Yeah. Rivera was very much that that's, way. That's the quality you have to have as a closer. It's yeah. just like, hey, man, I had a bad day. I got day. burned. I, got, I gave up a home run. Tomorrow. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I no mean, problem. Considering – DeGrom and the year he had last year, uh, what, what, what about getting him ready for his first start? And do you worry about the other things, the contract and all that? Do you worry about that playing uh, on his head? Yeah, I mean, I do as the manager. You know, I have to. I have to make sure do you that want, do these you talk guys to him about are that or you leave spot. him alone about that You know stuff? what? We'll talk to him. You will. You okay. know, um, if, if we see something, we'll talk to him. Okay. He's, the thing about Jacob DeGrom, and we saw it last year with the lack of run support, Nothing really bothers no, he's, this guy. He's, no, he doesn't. He's no. another easygoing guy, and that's what makes these guys successful. You know, he focuses on the next pitch. He's not worried about what happened or what's going to happen. He kind of lives in the moment, has fun. You see him out there smiling, you know, when Freddie Freeman's up. Right. They're kind of playing this little game, and he's winning Cy Young's out there with a smile on his face. So um, he's easygoing, but it's definitely my responsibility, Dave's responsibility, to make sure he's at a good spot mentally and not – letting these outside factors affect him. You know, uh, Syndergaard's a little different character. I mean, <laughs> then, then he's a little different. Things can bother him. We know that. And he's a little – I mean, 
he's a little different. He's temperamental. Yeah. He's this. He's that. But he's got incredible stuff. So how, do you, how about dealing with a syndicate? He, he's, he's fantastic. You know, I've worked with so many different personalities. And the one thing that I've learned in my coaching career, if anything, is that everybody's an they're individual. All, they're all different. Only thing I care about, do they want the ball right. and do they work hard? And Syndergaard wants the ball. He works hard. And I love his personality. I think it's great for the game. I think it's great for for our division. He's feisty. He's going to let you know it, and he's going to come at you. So it's been great. Um, Matt's made 30 starts last year. That's a positive. You know, you want to get a lefty that he mature a little later. Uh, The one inning. He talked about the one inning with me today, about getting past that one. It's always the one inning that gets him. I mean, is it just get – Andy Pettit always talked about Making the pitch when there's two guys on base. That, and Andy always said, he says, I was good at it because I had guys on base all the time. Yeah. But he was great at getting that double play ball. You know, and he always ma- he seemed to make that pitch when the bases were loaded. That's when he'd make that pitch. How about getting a guy to do that? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great point because it is about that one inning. It's not just that one inning with Mats or Pettit. It's that one inning with everybody. Right. You know, if they have a bad game, it's that three spot that gets put yep. up in the second or the third. Yep. So Matsy has really done a great job of implementing this little in-between pitch routine that he's really focusing on to kind of make make him focus on the moment and stay in the moment like DeGrom has this innate ability to do and not worry about the, the walk or the bad call or the error behind him. He's just focusing on this routine so he can focus on the next pitch, and he's doing a, a really good job of implementing that. Do you, do you, do you treat – do you believe in treating your – you've had a lot of success with pitchers. Do you believe in treating your pitchers all the same, or do you treat them all differently? No, you treat them every, everybody differently. Everyone differently. Absolutely. You know, like, like I said before, they're all individuals. Something different makes each one of them tick. You joke around with DeGrom. You kind of pump mats up. You know, you, you let Syndergaard just kind of be. You have to treat all these guys different because they're all individuals, and they do things a different way than each other. But the end result, like we talked about, want the ball and and work your tail off. How about familiar with a new role? I mean, how, how about him adjusting now? He's been a closer for so long. How about – we always got the stuff. How about him adjusting to a new role? Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. You know, this kid – is another guy, and you know I don't. I hate to sound repetitive, but when we got a great group of guys in that clubhouse, they, got, they have a lot got, of stuff. These pitchers, yeah, 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 and 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 they they all have a smile on their face, man. They're going out there; they just want to win. And and Familia knew coming in when we signed him that that's going to be his role. Right. He accepted it. He wanted to be a Met because he loves the fans, he loves the city, and he's going to go out there and thrive in this position. You know, if, once you've been a closer, to go in there and pitch the eighth. It should be pretty easy. Um, not that it's ever easy to go out there and get an out at the major league level, but it's definitely a little less pressure. And maybe sometimes, you know what, we're going to use him in a bases-loaded, one-out situation. We need that ground ball. That's going to be the biggest, highest leverage situation in the game, right. and we're going to count on him to get it done. Well, I think he will. He's got a lot of history of that, that's for sure. He's, that's pitched, right. he's done that a lot. We're talking with Mickey Calloway. You know, um, talking to the guys who were the core of this lineup, uh, Conforto – had a big September after having a very questionable year. And he said September meant a lot to him. Uh, and really, uh, he was healthy, and he, it took a lot from September. Uh, 
you agree with that from that fact? I mean, a lot of guys don't like to look at what happens in September thinking they're facing right. yeah. bad pitches or guys who don't care and this and that. Don't worry about September statistics. But Conforto had a huge September last year. He, he really did. And, you and know, maybe it was the first time he was healthy all year. <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and the thing about that is, is the teams we played – some of those teams in our division, they weren't messing around. Right. They were still trying to make That's the true. playoffs. So that's it true. wasn't like we were just playing a bunch of and chumps. And he had 10 homers and 30 RBIs <laughs> in September. Yeah, that, that's impressive for anybody to do. I don't care who the pitching is. But, uh, you know, he got off to, to a slow start because he didn't have spring training. He's going to get a full spring training. He's totally healthy now. And we expect um, everything that uh, September brought last year to continue into the, game, into the games this year. And – Cano uh, seems very – I've known him since he was a baby. Uh, he seems very content and very settled here in what is a leadership role, but also being back in New York, he seems very, very happy. And I think uh, it just seems like it's the right place, right time for him right now. It does, and, and he's uh, always looked relaxed and content on the baseball field. I mean, this guy no, makes it look yeah. easy. It's, it's ridiculous. So we're glad that he's bringing this leadership. And the thing I'm more – probably the most excited about with Cano in and he's shown at this spring training is his approach at the plate because that's what we need we needed an adjustment in our approach so we brought in Chili Davis we brought in hitters that can take this approach the Lowry's of the world the Cano's and he's gone out there and backed it this spring training when they're shifting him he's just slapping the ball the other way and getting on he's leading our team by the way he plays the game and his approach at the plate and that's going to lead our offense to do something special uh, what if, if Conforto plays every day and right you see a platoon in center field I see Garris, Kultuna, and Nimmo, and Nimmo playing every day. How does that work out? You know, it, it's going to be it's going to be. I wouldn't call it a platoon. I think that uh, all those guys are going to get significant playing time. Nimmo's going to get a lot of playing time. Right, he's going to be in left or center somewhere. He needs to be playing every day. Do you see? You know, so you see Nimmo as an everyday I, I player? Do. Absolutely. You think I mean, he can hit left-handers and everything? I think he can. Okay. Um, you know, I think that he's going to need some days off, and it'll probably be against a left-hander because gotcha. it just makes sense. Right. But we need this guy at the top of the lineup getting on base that with that 400 on base percentage. You know, he he showed power last year, and he had a high on base percentage. I mean, that's you know, absolutely, that's a, that's a big year. He really out of nowhere. I mean, really, if you look, he didn't have that kind of stuff in his background. He really came up with a big year last year. Yeah, you want that guy to have six hundred abs if you can. If you can, if you believe he can hit that lefties every day. Absolutely. What about Lagares? He's been here a long time. He's probably the longest current Met. Yeah. Uh, he's always hurt. We know he's a great center fielder. We don't know if he's an everyday hitter. We've never seen him be. So what are you expecting out of Juan Lagares? You know. I I'm just glad he's healthy. You know, he got off to a great start last year. He, he had a really good approach at the plate. He was driving everything back up the middle of the field. He was hitting 300, and then this fluke injury happens to him because he plays the game so hard. He keeps on getting hurt in that sense. But uh, supreme defender, like you said. And, uh, you know, I think that the way our team's built, whatever you get offensively out of uh, Juan is, is a bonus. And I think he can do some things at the back of the lineup, slapping the ball up the middle and getting on base for these guys at the top of the lineup to drive in. Uh, Wilson Ramos was a Met killer, uh, killed him when he was in Washington. I mean, I, we looked at numbers up. He had yeah. 60 RBIs in 80 games. I mean, wow. killed him. 12 homers. I mean, just absolutely 300 batting average. Um, so we know he's a solid hitter, solid veteran guy. He says he likes to catch a lot. Says he wants to catch a lot. Says he's healthy and catch a lot. You want to push the envelope with him, or do you want to give your catcher a lot of time off, or you want to let him catch a lot of games? I, I want to lean on him for how he feels, and I don't want to push him. 
you know, I think that uh, he being healthy is a key to our team. We saw it last year. You lose one of those main catchers or two of those main catchers, and you're all of a sudden in, in, a, in a world of hurt. So we're going to make sure that we communicate with him, make sure he's in a good spot, monitor him. But we also need his bat in the lineup. Because he can do some damage, like you said. I mean, he, we he's expect got a good bat. he can he can swing the bat. So and, and we want his defense absolutely. Yeah, we want know. his defense out there. He can throw the ball. He can catch. He's going to call a great good game because no. he's prepared. So we want him playing as many times as he can, as long as he can be effective in that many he games. He could be as big a pickup as anybody on the team. Ab- abs- he really could. There's no doubt. about it. I mean, it. I know the Mets want to Real Muto for a long time, and he's a really good player. But he could be a big pick. Goes for almost a good player. He's, he's a, a very, great player. A very, very good player on your team. You know, I still look and I worry that you don't have enough right-handed pop. That's what I look at, and I still see that. And Frazier's hurt already. I worry about that. Do you worry about that with your right, well? You know the right what? Side? I think that uh, J.D. Davis, um, especially you see a real against role lefties. Um, I, th- you know, if, if these injuries continue to happen. Will you bring McNeil in the third or not really? We, we're considering that. You're I still mean, considering it's it. obviously an option. Right. And we have to make sure that uh, with our personnel, we make that right decision. So we're definitely keeping that in the back of our mind, continuing to discuss that, what's our best option, bringing McNeil in. And then we got Pete Alonzo. This kid's a special kid, another double, another homer today. Right. And we talked about him, man. When he's standing up there in that box, it, the swing is so simple. You feel like there's going to be some damage what, done. What do you need? What do you need to see to tell you? Now, forget the service time or yep. whether that is an option or not. That's two weeks. Whether yep. they and the right. fans are going to scream at you, <laughs> right, they, right. they're going to scream bloody murder. But forget that. What do you need to see them tell you that he's ready to be a major leaguer? What tells you he's ready? Um, you know, I think we got to see the rest of spring training. But what I've seen so far, this kid's going to play in the big leagues and be a contributor. This year? This year. Okay. He is quiet at the plate. That's one thing a pitching coach looks for. How does this guy take balls, right? Right. How does he take the ones that we execute in the dirt? How does he take it? Is he lunging out? This kid's so quiet. He doesn't chase. He's confident. He's confident. And the other thing that you look for as a pitching coach um, when you're trying to build a, uh, an advance report against a guy, what is he doing with two strikes or with runners in scoring position? And what make Pete what makes Pete really good is he will go the other way. Not just a He'll home take run a base hit to right. right to drive in a run. And when you're a pitching coach building an advance report against a guy like that, you know this guy is going to be tough. And that's what I see as Pete's manager at this point. Well, his defense I see those things. I don't think so. Not okay. at this point. The way he's looking in spring training, what we've seen, how much progress he's made, he looks pretty darn good over there to me. And you haven't got a chance to see Lowry yet. What do you want to do with Lowry, though? Are you want to play him everywhere? Is that your idea? Is he your Ben Zobrist? Is yeah, he'll play, he'll play multiple positions. You know, right. I don't think you'll see him in the outfield like okay. Ben gets to play, right. but uh, you'll see him at multiple positions. You know, he's an option at third uh, as much as we want. He can he's going to fill. He can play first play if we second. need to. He can fill Although in for Although the second Cano. baseman doesn't want to sit. He, he's not going to want to sit. Fight him I'm going to have to fight him. To get him out of the game. That's he right. He already told me that, too. He we're going to take care of him. He doesn't want to come out of the game. Nope, he doesn't. That's that's why he's 
a Hall of Famer. I mean, that's category. it. He doesn't like Absolutely. to come out of the game. He's not one of those guys who believes in that stuff. So, right. and how about you? Uh, you had a listen. You had a tough start last year. Brutal start. I mean, forget the forget the one day with the batting order. You know, right, people right. make such a it's amazing. People make so much out of one thing like that. To me, that's so silly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but that's things like that that follow you around. I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. the way it is. But it was a tough year. It was it was a very tough year uh, from that standpoint. What did you learn from last year? I mean, what what, what you had, you went through a hard season last year here. There's no question yeah, about it. Yeah, we we had a lot of ups and downs, and yeah. uh, that's I mean, your not team easy. Didn't hit for a month. I mean, right, you had a whole right. month. Team didn't hit a lick. You know, and and our and our bullpen just underperformed. Right. So uh, we made those adjustments. We made sure that we changed our approach at the plate. We made sure that we got our bullpen in order, and I think that's going to help Did us. Did you learn a lot as manager, oh, too? Oh, my God. I, I learned a ton. And, and I think I know you were thing- sitting next to a great manager in Cleveland. You're in, a, yep. you're in there talking with him, baseball with him every inning. Absolutely. You, you, were, you were brought up. Frank Conan said you were ready to be the manager. Yep. But it, when you do it yourself, and he's not there anymore, and he's and now it's you doing it, is it was it a, a, a something that really is a shock to the system? Is it is it is it different when it's you doing it? And, and now you you've thought about being a manager for a long time yep. as a, as a pitching coach. Yep. You sit next to a great manager in Francona. Now you the guy was it a you know one coach Rich Mancheras who was a close friend of mine who died, uh, great basketball coach said, you don't realize till you slide down that eighteen inches on the bench. What a difference it makes. Now it's not suggestions. Now they're all my decisions. Now I got to live with the decision. Now I make every decision. Now it's not, hey, I suggested this. You didn't do it. Now it's, I'm, I'm always right. Now I'm always wrong. Now I'm the guy. So now when it's you, how, how, how much different was it? That, that you, you said it perfectly. It is different because you're making all the decisions. Um, you know, the thing about me is I want to learn every day. And I'm going to get better and better every single day. And I'm going to understand what I need to do, what I need to change, and what I need to work on. And I'm always going to be diligent on those things. But you're right. It's, it's a different role. Do you have to think differently? Do you usually think the game like, – like I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. A guy who's a defensive coordinator becomes a head coach – He's too wrapped up in his defense. He's not thinking enough about his offense, his special teams. Did you worry too much about the pitching and not enough about the rest of the team last year? No. Was that something you had a fight against? Um, I'm always interested in pitching. Which is part, and, which is the biggest part of baseball. Absolutely. But what about the rest of the game? No, no. Yeah. I, I tried to make sure that I didn't do that. Okay. You know, I, I kind of stayed away from the pitching. a lot of people fall into is, that trap, I think. Absolutely. Because they have a passion for right, it. That's, that's your thing. That's your thing. But, uh, no, I, I tried to make sure that uh, at every moment I was locked in on the those position players you know they have something totally different to deal with right and i respect that like it's it's a much harder life being a position player than it is a pitcher than pitching every fifth day or you know being a reliever knowing you have days off these guys come and play every single day they grind it out they're taking bp they have to perform and if they don't it's tough and you get to go back out there in the next day and try to perform again and it's a grind for each one of them so well, i really most tried managers to hone will in tell that. you that the biggest the hardest thing to do as a major league manager is to handle your bullpen in terms of not getting them overworked and using it right, that that's probably the hardest thing. That's your specialty. Right, right. You have to be diligent about that. And that that's probably the thing, managing, that's going to cost the most games. Is your bullpen. Because that, and that's why Getting guys up and everything else. Because right. if you mismanage your bullpen, right. you're going to lose games. You know, 
you th- you put a lineup together and they go out and they perform right. and there's not a lot you can do. You right. can pinch hit, right. you can double switch every right. now and again, and and even if they're successful, there's a 25 percent chance that uh, that's going to work out. You right. know, if you're a pinch hitter and you're double switching and they're hitting 250, you're happy. Right. But you have to run the bullpen the right way, yes. and that's why we put the bullpen members we put in our bullpen this year because we're going to have options in every inning that we feel comfortable with that they're going to go out there and get that job done. What was the key to your success in, Cle- in Cleveland with the bullpen? You know what? We um, had a great bullpen. That's the key. Well, you know, you got Miller, players. you got Allen, you got Shaw, you got all high performers, and, and they went out there and did it. And then you have the ability to use them the way you want to. Um, you know, they didn't have a great bullpen last year because they lost Shaw and Miller. And, right. And that, that they makes struggled a in the bullpen last year. Exactly. They had one of the worst bullpens in baseball. Yep. So it's personnel first. And then you have to make the right decisions, of course, once you have that personnel. And I think we have that personnel. Now it's my time to make the decisions. You know, I think you've been put in a little bit of a tough spot this year, though, because a lot of people have called your team a team as good as anybody in your division. I'm not sure you have as good a personnel as some of the teams in your division. That might not be fair to you that your personnel might not be up to a couple teams in this division. You know what, Mike? I have to disagree with you on that. And it's not always just about talent. It's about what can this guy do to complement this guy, this guy, this guy. So you're thinking chemistry is going to be a big factor. Absolutely. And what can this guy do skill-wise that's going to benefit our team so the guy behind him can drive him in? That's what I look at when I see our team. I wouldn't take a different group of players if, if somebody paid me to. Our rotation. Oh, we know Enough that. said. Enough said. Our bullpen. I think it can compete with Could anybody. I, I'm not. I'm not describing that yet. Your the, lineup's not as good as some the of these. The way divisions. Nemo can get on base for on base 400, you know, right. on base percentage. Right. Name another guy in our division that can do that. There's not one at the top of the lineup. There's nobody getting on base 400 percent of the time. Now you can have Conforto or 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 somebody like that hitting second. We know what he can do when he's going good. You got Cano, Hall of Famer. He's the best second baseman in baseball, and he's going to be the best offensive second baseman in, in the National League. Um, and then you got Pete Alonso, you got Ramos, guys that can hit the ball out of the park after these first three guys are getting on base. I like what I see. I like the depth. We're going to have guys like Frazier and, and, and um, Alonso and J.D. Davis hitting down 6th, 7th, 8th in the lineup at times, doing some damage. So you think it's good enough? Rosario, I do. Okay. And, and uh, we're going to ride them all the way. You think it's, so you think you're good enough to win this year? Uh, absolutely. So, and you wouldn't trade your roster for anybody in the no, divisions? No, I, I love, love that group in there and the way they're going to complement each other. I think it's going to be something special. Thanks and good luck. Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thanks, thank Mike. You. My pleasure. Mickey Calloway back after this.